Divorce, Retire, Win, and Regrets on today's Fenababble. Welcome to Fenababble, where we make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Cassie Knight. Um, we take your questions online at fedbible.com or from Kevin's workshops um, at the Fed Pilot workshops. And we simply try and answer them and make them understandable for you, or at least bring up the concerns that you have or should be thinking about <laughs> when you're looking into those benefits. So the first question we have for today is I had a divorce approximately five years ago and was awarded my retirement. How do I make sure it's all coming to me? Mm, had a divorce five years ago and and was re, and was awarded my retirement. Does that mean that this person yeah. has already retired then? How do uh, we... Well, not necessarily. Um, if they had a if they had a divorce and they were awarded their retirement, essentially that means in their divorce decree. Oh yeah. Then. We were awarded their pension. Yes. Yes. How much of their pension? I don't know. It sounds like I'm going to assume it's the full pension. That doesn't mean that their former spouse is not entitled to a survivor benefit. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because they could get okay, that survivor there. benefit. And, uh, oh. and so, so that person gets the whole thing, but, but they don't because if the spouse is, awarded the survivor benefit, then that's what some, you know, up to about 10% off of their paycheck. So they don't get the whole thing. They get 90% of it. Right. So it depends yep. on your divorce decree. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. How do I make sure it's all coming to me? So here's one thing that I get often from financial advisors. Um, when they submit their retirement paperwork for uh, the, the application review, um, you know, when somebody is divorced, then they want to take a look at the, at the divorce decree and they ask, you know, okay, how much of the pension is there? How much of the um, survivor spouse benefit is being awarded to the, to the um, uh, former spouse? And where do they send this? Yeah. Okay. Because, Here's the thing. If any part of the pension or survivor spouse benefit is awarded to your former spouse, then it needs to be submitted as soon as possible. Okay. If you were divorced five years ago, you need to, be, you need to submit that paperwork today. Okay. If you just went through a divorce, you need to submit that paperwork today. As soon as the divorce is finalized is when you should be submitting that paperwork to OPM. because if you don't and you're at retirement age, it can delay that retirement process for a number of months Month. before you that months before it's finalized, possibly even a year. Um, this is something that people don't think about um, enough. Think, OK, well, I'm divorced and, and I've got my decree and this is what it lists that. But there needs to be specific language in there 
there, you know, depending on how it's written, there may need to be other forms um, for OPM, and you definitely want to make sure that you have time to get that taken care of. Okay. Um, I have the address to submit that, and maybe we can, uh, you know, put that up or or uh, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes somewhere on our website. We'll do that. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah, and, um, and again, this because is a, this is something that is huge. Yeah, this is a great example again of why you should be why every federal employee should be working with a financial advisor from the beginning because again when they're going to say, oh, by the way, did you know you have to do this and you need to catch this and make it really easy instead of, you know, we find people, federal employees, oh, I have to submit my divorce paperwork. What? Okay. Well, where do I send that to? Well, I don't know. Well, how do I find out? And they waste so much time and effort trying to figure out just where to send it to and, and all this stuff yeah. where, you know, again, one of the advisors in our trusted network would just say, there you go. Oh, by the way, you need to do it. Here you go. Do that. Yep. Done. And, 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 and it's it. yep. one of the things I talk about in the, um, in the workshop is that there are a few things you have to know about your retirement. First is where you are right now. The next and financially health wise, family wise, the next is where you want to go. And then the critical piece of this is to draw a straight line from where you are to where you want to go. And that straight line is your plan. You do not want that plan to go up and down and back and forth and all over the place because that gets really, really frustrating. If you have someone who can just help point you straight along, then you can just move on without getting frustrated. Wait, wait, I thought it worked like this. No, it doesn't work like that. Well, it doesn't. Well, it does in that situation, but it doesn't. No, make a nice, easy line. I want, I want to add to that a little bit too, yeah. because OPM and the agencies, HR, whoever you work with for different things, whether it's, you know, buying back service or, uh, try just trying to get clarification on your service time. Like they can make it go up and down. Right. Right. <laughs> but the advisor in our trusted network can keep you on that straight line path. So even though you might get thrown off, they'll help you get right back on the path to make right. sure that you are getting where you need to go smoothly. And you're not like being off track and then, Oh no, what do I do now? Because, um, you know, a, the agency is telling me I can't buy back my military reserve time. Yeah. So I must not be able to. Yep. And then you find out years later, oh, wait, I can because yep. here's where it says exactly that I can. And now I've accrued interest over all of these, all of these years, because originally I was told one thing, which was not true. Yep. I'm not trying to negate HR or, or oh. um, the agency. Right. But there's just false information out there. Yeah. And we want to arm you with the correct <laughs> information. Okay. And if you have any problems with that, we're, we're helping just get the information black and white from OPM and say, hey, take this back here. This is what you need to do to get the employee back on that straight path and, and um, helping them on that journey. So as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, you know, this, and I know we're spending a lot of time on this one. So we're gonna, going to have to make the next two short, but I do want to throw in one more example of this. 
Uh, I was just talking with an advisor this week. What they, they have a federal employee who came to them. They've been working with them for a while. Well, they, that federal employee got a notice from HR that they have thousands of dollars that they have to pay into Fegley back pay because they didn't take it out of the paycheck for a number of years. And they're like, what are you um, kidding me? And so they had to work through that whole thing and it, it turned out good for them. But that's another example of how HR and OPM may come back and say, nope, we're going to switch things. And the advisor can say, nope, we're going to put you back on the right path. Even if they throw you off and it, and it was that way. And fortunately, fortunately in this way, HR or OPM or whomever they were working with was wrong and they were able to fix it. But if you don't know how to fix it, you you would just take it at face value saying, oh no, I owe thousands of dollars. How do I get out of this? I can't. Yeah. Oh well. And, and, and people do that all the time and they pay those thousands of dollars not knowing that they never needed to. So I'm sorry. I, I, I thought that was an excellent example of let's, what you let's said. Let's we can get into here. You know, when, when uh, option C for Fagley is yeah. a great... Uh, yeah. That's a great example. Another example of that. People don't realize they can get that refund. Yeah. And that can be huge. I mean, that's a, even if it's a few thousand dollars, something is better than nothing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. All right. Let's go on to the second question. Okay. We're going to make these quick. So, yeah. So can't, hold on. I can't really see that. Um, Are you seeing a little thing on that screen too? I am. I don't know why that I is. Am. Okay. Well, we're just going to have to pretend okay. it's not there. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So can so. I retire, retire the day after my 60th birthday with 20 years, or do I have to finish out the month or pay period? Hmm. Can I retire after? So you can retire. Oh, okay. You can retire uh, the day after your 60th birthday with 20 yep. years. Absolutely. Whether or not you should is another question. Bingo. Um, yeah. Okay. And it depends on if you're CSRS or FERS. Okay. Um, if you are a FERS employee, you want to retire the last day of the month if possible, because that means your pension is going to begin accruing the first of the following month. So say I'm retiring January 31st then my pension begins accruing on February 1st. However, if I retire January 15th, my pension doesn't start accruing until February 1st. So I lose two weeks of either pay or pension accrual. Okay, so people, I would say if your first day of the month is the best time to retire. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at... <laughs> As an example, uh, you know, the end of the month. Yeah, as period. a quick example, my my birthday is February fourth. So if I retired on February fifth, my pension doesn't begin mm -hmm. accruing until March first. So I basically missed out on a full month's pay, uh, either as yeah. a federal employee or as a retiree. So. Yep. It, it depends if 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 I'm itching to get out at sixty and twenty which is the eligibility, right? If I'm itching to get out and I'm financially okay, then fine. I'm going to get out because I can't mentally stand it anymore. 
But if I want to be paid as much as possible, then I'm going to wait to the last day of the month. I'm going to wait till the 28th, 29th. Yeah. And, you know, this is also something that people can coordinate with their um, annual leave because that gets paid out. So if you know that you're not going to necessarily need the annual leave um, for other expenses and you want to leave the day after your 60th birthday and your birthday is on the first or the second of the month and you go want to go out on the on the third and do that. Um, and just use the annual leave payout for that month, depending on how much you can get um, or, or save up for your annual leave, um, because different agencies have different maxed uh, amounts for for that accrual. But um, you know that there's different ways to get this figured out if you want to leave the day after your 60th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I have to absolutely because I can't stand it anymore. And we get we get those people in the workshops that I can't do this anymore. I want out. Okay, I get it. I remember a scenario where I was working with an employee and he did not care that he was going to get a 30% uh, decrease almost for an MRA plus 10 scenario because he wanted to go out as soon as he hit his MRA. He said, I just mentally cannot handle it anymore. I want out. I think he was like 56 and some change. And he said, that's it, I'm done. I said, well, this is gonna be your penalty. And he said, okay. I was like, wow, that's all right All right, you know, there are a whole bunch of different reasons why that may just have been the right decision for him. And it's hard for us to judge that. Right. So. Yep. Okay. okay. I was born in 62 and my SCD is nine of 88. Does this mean I should have retired or could have retired in 2018? <laughs> I was born. In, I was born in 62 and my SCD is eight. Well, then if we do the math, that's 30 years at, uh, that's 30 years then. So uh, I guess, you know, if they have 30 years, I guess it really depends on how many years yes. they worked as a federal employee. If they have the 30 years, then yeah. And, and, and isn't that interesting that let's, let's say, let's assume that they've had 30 years, right? They have the 30 years. Yeah. And they, they have the 30 years. So the they next now question is, in 2020 realize they could have retired two years ago. Oh my, I, and, and again, that's another thing we see all the time. What, I could have retired? What, yeah, I've been working for what? Yeah. Yeah, so if they were born in 62, they would be 58 this year, assuming that their birthday was prior to November, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> um, and so they would be 58. They would have the age requirement. They've obviously met the minimum retirement age because that is anywhere between 55 and 57. Um, and for 1962, um, definitely you're over your MRA. Um, and so you're, you're age 58. You've met the age requirement. If you started in September of 88, then obviously you have 30 years by 2018. And so you're the MRA with 30 years. Absolutely. You can retire right. or could have retired in 2018. And this is just one of those scenarios where um, people don't realize 
um, what they could do uh, with the, with their with their LED or benefit what looks like for them. Very good example of you know somebody somebody who if they would have had the knowledge yep. five years ago would they still be in service right and when we say you know and this is why we just urge people as soon as possible yep go so ahead <laughs> does this that's all right does this mean i could have retired well again let's look at this in a couple different lights could have eligibility wise yes could you have money wise Hmm. Depends. Could you have family-wise or health-wise? I, I mean, there, there are a number of ways to look at this that eligibility isn't the only whys that we need to look at when it mm-hmm. can you or could you have retired. There, there are a number of other factors as well. And again, you're right. This is why you need to figure this out sooner rather than later. You need to be looking forward to and know that this is when I can retire rather than you know, because what if in, let's say 2000, let's say at the end of 2018, you think, oh, I can't retire, but I really want to, I need to medically or whatever it is. And you're stressing about this and and you don't even know that you could have, you can retire, go ahead, do it. But you're freaking out that you can't. So again, that's why we say go to fendababble.com, go to fendababble.com and Sign up for the retirement report that Cassie will put together, but we will put you in touch with one of our trust, uh, one of our uh, advisors that we have in our trusted network. They're going to reach out to you, get the information from you. Cassie's going to do the report, and then our advisor will walk you through the whole thing and show you, okay, this is when you can retire, this is when you can't. On each of those wises, I don't know what other way to put that, but in each of those type of scenarios. And <laughs> I mean, and, and it's no cost, no obligation, no sales pitch. It's just to give you information. You got to know about it. So yeah. please go do that. Yep. And they're going to line out exactly what you should or shouldn't do. Like, could you have retired? Sure. But is that a good decision or not? You know, and they're going to they're going to tell you exactly why or why not. And what other information you need to consider. Um, when looking at, you know, whatever situation or whatever questions you have for them. Um, So again, no cost, no obligation. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, Um, you know, send this to your friends and let them know that we're here for you guys. And we we just want to um, encourage you guys to do your due diligence with your benefits and really make them um, the most advantageous for you. Yeah. Make them work for you. Do not, uh, do not just take the default of what the government gives you. Make them work for you. All right. Thank you for watching everyone. We appreciate it and we will see you next time.